Welcome to episode 16 of Imperial Hearts. I'm Jamie, the rebel. And I'm Dana, the Imperial mm. Im- Empire. Yeah. Stormtrooper. And this week on the podcast, I was thinking we should eventually come up with like a little thing at the beginning where we say like what this podcast is about really quickly. Oh, like a recap for like a new mo- listeners? Like a motto, because yeah. we're getting a lot of new listeners now. Right. You know? And, um, I don't know. We don't have to do it right now, but we can think about that. Mm, we have a lot of feelings about Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. And we talk about them on this podcast. Um, pretty much. I think, like, what... I was pitching it this week to someone, and I was like... It's pretty much like, um, it's Star Wars from a different perspective than I think you usually get, Mm -hmm. and it's very much for, I feel like our show is like Star Wars for everyone else. Yeah. Because, like, when I listen to the other Star Wars podcasts, like, or when I, like, watch other Star Wars media, I feel really, like, alienated by it. Because it's so in-depth, you mean? It's, like, so in-depth, but it's, like, often done by men, and it's, like, often focused on things that... I don't care about. Right. It's um, a, I mean, yeah, this Star Wars podcast is a podcast focused on things that we specifically want more focus on Yeah, in, well, in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, and I think, like, I've made a lot of Star Wars converts from this podcast. Cool. Um, you know, when someone asks me, like, what, I, what my podcast is about, and I'm like, oh, it's about Star Wars, and they're like, oh, Star Wars, I watched those when I was a kid. Right. And I was like, actually, like, there's a lot of really cool and I think also like we're in an interesting position because we're relatively new Star Wars fans like hardcore relatively new hardcore Star Wars fans yeah, yeah I mean like um yeah we we were sort of intermediate I mean I was I would not consider myself like really that big of a Star Wars fan before this year like I read one or two of the books yeah but um you know I didn't play the games or like read the comics right um, so, yeah, you know, I yeah. think it's, like, this is a good entry-level podcast, like, if you want, if you're, like, um, not a s- straight person, and you're not, <laughs> like, you know, you're just, like, not a straight dude bro, and you want to listen to a podcast that's by girls. That's it. I think sometimes straight dude bros also want to listen to podcasts about girls. I mean, by girls. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the other thing. Yeah. Yeah. We've got lots of straight dude bro listeners who are... And I, like, I, I definitely welcome those listeners, but it's like they have they already have a lot of podcasts to listen to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where I think we do bring a different perspective than... Like, when I listen to podcasts, I pretty much, like... I'm looking for hosts who are kind of like me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, like... I didn't... I wasn't really as interested in, like... I shouldn't name podcasts because yeah, I don't. I don't want to. Yeah. I, I mean, they're perfectly good podcasts, and there's a lot of podcasts I listen to that are hosted by like, you know, straight white guys. But um, I just think that I like seeing more diversity in like nerd culture. Mm-hmm. And I'm. I don't know. Like, if someone tells me that, like, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's. This went on for a long time. Um, but I think that's, it's important for me to create media for other people like me, mm-hmm. you know? Um, cause we do like, um, like a lot of people when they listen to our podcast, they're like, wow, you really like talk about the bullshit, like, you know, the gender bullshit in this book or you talk oh, about, yeah. did, did have people commented on that? Yeah. Like, yeah. Cool. And it's that's funny. Cool. Be, you think about it, right? Because yeah. like, I don't notice that we really comment on that stuff because that's just a part of what we, yeah, it's an important part of what we talk about when we talk about anything. Yeah. But it's yeah. like, it's invisible to us because we, um, that's just who we are, but like, we really bring a lot of our personalities for sure into it. And I think like, that's really valuable to some people. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Yeah. It's it's a Star Wars podcast with a specifically us twist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, this week, what are we talking about this week? Well, what aren't we talking about this week? 
uh, as we mentioned last week on the podcast, uh, it was Celebration London last weekend, and we were about to watch the Season 3 Rebels panel last week when we left you off. The next morning, we did watch it, and we are going to talk a lot about that. And we are going to talk about an offshoot of that. Uh, Should we just say it right now? I guess everybody who listens to this podcast probably knows. I'm pretty sure. I think everybody knows. I think this is going to be called the Thrawn episode. Yeah. Okay. It's about Grand Admiral Thrawn. We're going to talk about Grand Admiral Thrawn. We're going to talk about what it means having him back in Rebels. Yep. Um, And who who he is for those of you who don't know who that is. Why he's important. Yep. um, Both in the canon and outside of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Thrawn's back. Sorry, I tried to be straight-faced about it, but I'm so excited. (laughs) Definitely. So, um, yeah. Where do you want to start? Uh, talk about the trailer? Yeah, so, yeah, let's, let's just go straight into the Rebels trailer. It was like, um, as you know, we did not get a Rogue One trailer like we were looking for. It never surfaced. It was the sizzle reel, which was fine. Um, but we did get... A full like three and a half minute Rebels season three trailer, which was every bit as amazing as I imagined the Rogue One was one was going to be. So um, that was super exciting. So it was a very long trailer. Yeah, there was a lot of content in it and a lot of hints and reveals and uh, sort of groundwork laid for Rebels season three that I am pumped about. Definitely. So. Um... I guess the big thing to talk about is Grand Admiral Thrawn, so like maybe let's leave that till last, mm-hmm. and we can talk about every other little thing that we yeah. we noticed. Yeah. Um, so, um, I guess one of the big ones is Wedge. Yeah, the introduction of Wedge Antilles to Rebels. Yeah. So, and I guess we never thought about it before, but he's like a defector from. He's a former TIE fighter pilot. Yeah, well, he's a TIE fighter cadet. Cadet, sorry. Yeah. He, um, he, Wedge is introduced in the trailer along with a couple of other cadets from um, what's called the Sky Striker Academy, and they all wish to defect, or a bunch of them wish to defect to the Rebellion, and they're ferreted out of the Empire and join the main characters, and so you meet Wedge as a TIE fighter pilot, and then he shows up in his little cadet's uniform, and super cute it's very cute yeah um and that was that was really exciting i had for i i don't think i i actually don't think i knew or if i had known i totally didn't remember that wedge was uh a defecting pilot from the academy yeah i I knew that biggs was so i'm i may have known that wedge was too but but you got to imagine that like most of them are yeah because that's where you would learn to fly where else are you going to learn to fly yeah yeah and and as we we learned in lost stars like all the kids who want to be starfighter pilots go to the imperial academy that's pretty much the only way to learn except if your family has some sort of you know ship as well that you use to do farming or whatever yeah so i've been reading aftermath Yes. Oh, yeah. Wedge is one of the main characters in Aftermath. Well, not... No, he's not one of the main characters. He's in it. He's in it. And one of the things he mentioned is his old friend Fulcrum, who helped him get out of the Imperial... The Imperial Academy. I missed that. Wait, did I miss that? No, I must have missed that. It's one line. Whoa! So, okay, so when you see... In this trailer, when you see... The, like, hollow, that's, like, the hollow thing. Yeah. That says, like, these Imperial cadets want to defect. Yeah. That's, that's Fulcrum symbol. So there's a new, fu- oh, that's, that's what people a, meant. That's Ahsoka symbol. Right, but it's, do you think it's Ahsoka's voice? I don't think it's Ahsoka. No, I think there's a new Fulcrum. I, I think, and everyone else thinks, yeah. that it's Callus. Hell yeah, it's Callus. But, I don't know, like, it could also be Ahsoka. Yeah. But, or I, somebody. I hope it's, I hope it's Callus. It's God, like, okay, I think it's, they did not show Agent Callus in the season three trailer. So that they're ha- clearly deliberate. He, like. It, it either means they're, we're never going to see him again and we're just going to forget about him. And Pablo and Dave Filoni confirmed that that was not the case. Well, then it means that he's going to be Fulcrum too. Yeah, I think so yeah. too. We're, we're, that's our fan theory about that. 
But it's yeah, it's interesting, right? That they mention that in aftermath. That's cool. In That's like really cool. one of the first chapters, he talks about defecting from the the Imperial um, Tie Fighter. I mustn't like I uh, the first quarter of aftermath I listen to on on audio, and sometimes you like miss details because you're you know have to pull out your doing the dishes or, or yeah yeah. So I totally missed that because again I didn't remember that Wedge was defecting from the Academy, and I missed the reference to Fulcrum, which which is really cool. Interesting, right? Yeah. I thought you'd like that. I yeah, yeah I really cool. like Wedge. Um, even though I haven't read, like, there's a whole series of books and comics where he's one of the main characters, like Rogue Squadron. Yeah. And X-Wing is all about Wedge, and I'm actually planning on getting into Rogue Squadron, but I haven't really... I have a copy of the video game that someone is bringing over to Rogue Squadron. Oh, cool. So I might... That's one of the famous ones. Yeah, so I might be playing some of that. Nice. And reporting on it. Nice. Um, yeah, and Wedge also appears to be a mashup of, it's unclear whether he's base set Wedge or expansion yeah, Wedge. Yeah, he's a really interesting design. Um, I posted a picture of it on my Twitter, um, I'll link to it on, uh, in the show notes. He is, yeah, he is super cute. Um, he's pretty cute. And yeah, he looks like a really interesting mashup of base set and expansion Wedge. Yep. Um, which is really cool because they kind of kept you know sort of a nice tribute to that set of actors definitely yeah um so the the next thing that i guess we can talk about is it looks like darth maul is going to be in it a lot Mm -hmm. and i mean i think we can basically if you don't know that darth maul is in rebels then yeah you're gonna know now because it's all over the the, the promotional materials um, or just Maul, not Darth Maul. Yeah, he's not a Sith anymore. Yeah. I mean, I guess we also kind of spoiled that, uh, like, it, obviously if you aren't caught up to season three yet, you are sort of spoiled that, like, we're expecting Callus to be a rebel in season three, so. Yeah, I think, I don't, yeah, whatever. So. That's fine. Spoilers on, on that. He's not a rebel at the end of season two, but... That's clearly where it's going. He's conflicted. I don't know if that's clear, but... It is in my heart. Well, that's not a real... Your heart isn't a real... It isn't really canon? Is your heart... I think your, heart your, heart's in, your heart's in Legends. <laughs> oh, no. My heart's the EU. Oh, no. It was declared Legends. <laughs> yeah. This is legendary, though. That's the good there's, part about it. There's always a bit of truth in Legends. There's always a bit of blood in heart. Okay, well, anyway. Um, okay, so that's the next thing. Yeah. Uh, Darth Maul. I'm really hoping that Darth Maul, from what this trailer kind of hints at, I'm kind of hoping that he occupies kind of a, not necessarily a villainous role. Yeah. I kind of hope that he's kind of like, there kind of as a mysterious, like kind of between each side. Yeah. Um... I think that could be really interesting. I think it could be really interesting if they reintroduce Obi-Wan and have Darth Maul confront Obi-Wan. <gasps> Obi-Wan and... Oh, man. That would be really they've cool. They've got to. They're going to... Yeah. They've brought... Like, they've showed you everyone... Yeah. Like, like they're not going to show you Luke. No. Because Luke's not part of the story yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Leia's already been in it. Leia's been in it. Yep. Um, Lando's been in it. Yeah. C-3PO and R2 have been in it. Yeah. Han Solo is probably going to be in it at some point. I'd say so. Because they can't not yeah. make a new design for them. Yeah. And Chewie probably, too. Yeah, Chewie, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And they've already got, an, like, they already did introduce Obi-Wan in the pilot. Precisely. Yeah. So that's my, one of my predictions is that we might see old Obi-Wan in Season 3 of Rebels. That would be amazing. Why not? I mean, yeah. he's, he's not doing anything else. No, yeah. So, and there's yeah. definitely no... there's And, like, Le, like when Leia seeks him out at the end of... Um, at the beginning of A New Hope, like, obviously he has... She has some reason to go seek him out. Yeah, she's heard of him. Yeah, like, he's not entirely... Um, Did you hear that Bail is going to be in Rogue One? By the way. No. Yes. I like saving these little spoilers for you. these. I like 
I think these I think of these as little gifts that I give you on the podcast. Oh my god! I save them up all week, and then I <laughs> don't tell you. Yeah. And then I let you react to them in real time. Okay, I like that. Where did you hear that? I don't know the internet. Oh my! <laughs> One of your mysterious internet sources. One of my mysterious sources <laughs> on the deep web. Yeah. You your, know your own fulcrum. My own fulcrum. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I'm so there for that. Awesome. So it's like it's interesting because like Bail Organa's in yeah he's in Rebels too. he's in Rebels so like maybe there'll be I predict there is going to be sort a lot of crossover between Rogue One and Rebels yeah and I guess it'd be season three because season three will be ongoing when Rogue One comes out yeah I think they're going to have some tie-ins yeah um, and they've even mentioned like on the panel with Dave Filoni he's mentioned that um, they made deliberate choices towards making the outfits. Yeah. In Rebels, sort of match up with some of the Rogue Rogue One. Yeah, the sort of insignia they were using and the style of Yeah, the, the style of the, the uniforms. Yeah, yeah, he did say that. So they're, like, unifying that time period. So we're approaching the Rogue One time period in Rebels. It really makes you think, like, what if Rebels doesn't end when A New Hope begins? Yeah. The show's called Rebels. Yeah. So you could have it go it, all the way through the original trilogy. Yeah, it's like Imperial Assault. It's yeah. just like parallel stories. I mean, it may not be our group of Rebels who are the main characters anymore, yeah. but they might still have it called Rebels. Yeah. And have other char- other groups of Rebels. Cool. And they obviously time skip between season two and season three. Yeah, some time has passed. Some time has passed. Yeah. I mean, it could be only six months or so, but yeah. um, a bunch of the characters have updated designs. Haircuts. Uh, haircuts. Uh, Ezra has a new haircut, which new we beards. discussed last week. Yeah, Kanan has a Kanan's new beard. Kanan's beard is made up of Ezra's excess hair. <laughs> he's also got a longer ponytail. Yeah. So he's. it's been a while. He's grown his hair out. That's something you would notice. Yeah, I'm not. I'm copping to my Kanan's ponytail thing. You like ponytails? I do. And this is a well-documented fact. It is a well-documented fact, and I like his little beard. I think it's pretty good. It's better than his stupid facial hair from before. Yeah. No, he's rocking the beard. He's committed to it. Yeah. This is Jedi Master now, right? So it kind of goes with the territory. Yeah. It's a part of the uniform. Um. And like his mask has like Rex's. Rex is a little insignia on it. Yeah, him and Rex are friends now. Well, yeah, I think, you so know, nice. at this point, like, him and Hera and Rex are a poly, polycule. You know, they're a poly mm-hmm. family. Fair. So, um, so, yeah, Rex is the other dad. Or maybe, like, it's like Hera's already, Hera's not, like, moving on that quick enough. So, you know, Rex is like, uh, Rex is like, hey, I'm available. <laughs> yeah, just saying. I'm really hot. Just saying. Honestly, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, Sabine has a new haircut too. It's purple. Yeah, Sabine looks like she's grown up quite a bit yeah. too. She's like, yeah. yeah. Her and her and Ezra both look like they've aged um, a little bit. And Seb's got yeah. a new outfit. Yeah. He took off some of his armor. He looked. <laughs> you were making a face. I saw, I saw that face you were making. I don't know if you. No, you weren't making it at me. You were making it for yourself. What are you talking about? <laughs> Zeb's, you know, callus broke through his armor. Uh, <laughs> he did, though. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, you're hoping that Zeb and Callus get married in season three of Rebels. That's, come on, it's practically canon already. It's practically already canon. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we should do a whole episode about that episode of Rebels. Yeah. No, I could talk about that episode for It's a... very interesting. Yeah. From it... many points of view. Yeah. yeah. Like, how did that get made? I don't know. How did Disney allow that? It's... It's basically fanfic. Yeah, it's literally... Okay, not including the season two finale. It's my favorite episode of Rebels of all time. It's a good episode, but it's also like, wow, I can't believe they're like... Yeah, I can't believe they just did all this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, they have a sympathetic Imperial character, which is, like, yeah. they don't in any part of no, Rebels. No, I thought that was never going to happen. And they also have, like, you know, Zeb shows a lot of vulnerability. Yeah. Callus shows a lot of vulnerability. Yeah. They both... It's, it's all the classic stranded-on-a-planet-together tropes. They go there. All of them. It's, like, 
you know, it's like everything, it's like, except for there's no actual, like, kissing or anything. No, no. But otherwise, it could basically be a fanfic. On screen, there's no kissing. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. Anyway, if you guys need a reason to watch Rebels. That's the reason. The reason is, you know, Zeno. (laughs) (laughs) Suzanne calls him the tiger. He is kind of the tiger. She never remembers what He's his name is. He's a big kitty. She says, like, people ship him with the tiger, right? Is he dating the tiger? And I'm like, yeah, he's def- pretty much. He's pretty much dating the tiger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's in a, like, warrior bros kind of way. It's an extremely... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They respect each other. A lot. Yeah. All night they do. <laughs> What is this podcast right now? I don't know. I don't know. I thought we were reporting on legitimate news. <laughs> this is just turning into a trash podcast oh, about... I'm sorry. So you're not going to get this on your average Star Wars podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trash. I'm a trash human being. <laughs> well, aren't, yeah, aren't we all? Okay. Um, on to the next point. Let's talk about Soon Tear Fell. Let's always talk about Soon Tear Fell. Okay, so we have a reason to talk about Soon Tear Fell this time. So <laughs> I'm 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 going crazy, I swear guys, I'm going insane because I feel like I'm the only one on the internet who's talking about this. I know, I feel like we're taking crazy pills. No one else is talking about the hundred and eighty first interceptor in that trailer. I know. And you noticed it when we were watching that trailer and then we paused it. Hell yeah, I noticed it because we're the only ones who give a shit about the hundred and eighty first. No one else even knows who Soon Tear Fell is unless yeah. they play X Wing. Yeah. Or read the comics. Or read the comics like twenty really years ago. Yeah, 90s comics. So like there's this there's this inter- tie interceptor on screen, which I think there's no other interceptors in Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is the first introduction of the interceptors in Rebels. And this interceptor has red stripes on the wings, which means it's a part of the hundred and eighty first. Soon Tier Fell's interceptor division. Which there's no one else that that, that division is made up in the comics for Soon Tier Fell. Yeah. There's no other characters who are gonna be a part of that. Yeah. So if it's not Soon Tier Fell, I don't know who it is. Mm-hmm. Um, now, why would they introduce red striped tie interceptors and, if not to introduce Cinderfell? Yeah, and like it's interesting, like the narration too, because it's like Thrawn's narrating over the yeah. the footage, and he's like, you know, like um, you know, swift, precise, and then wh- when he says precise, it's Cinderfell shooting a. So it's like, what if you know Thrawn brings Cinder with him? Oh my god! Did you know that they met in the comics? Well, now we know who yeah. Thrawn's boyfriend is. <laughs> All right, so... Um, Thrawn has already too many boyfriends. He literally does. He doesn't need soon to fell too. Welcome to fan fiction cast. <laughs> um, all right, so... I and, think we're being pretty restrained, actually. We... I, yeah, I guess. Uh, this is the first time we've done this. I feel like... We've never gone into fan fiction territory? Not really. So... Yeah, we're really t- turned on to the fanfic tonight. Yeah. <clears throat> Which is perfect, because later in the episode, I have the first installment of our EU or fanfic uh, segment for you. Excellent. Yeah. So, okay. my prediction for Season 3 of Rebels is yep. that we're going to see Soontier Fell introduced. Yeah. Um, I think he's probably going to be very different than he is in... Um, the comic? The comic. Yeah. But, um... I mean, guaranteed, he's not going to be what our soon tier fell is. <laughs> no, but our soon tier fell is... You can't measure up to that. No. Um, anyway. In our heads, he's, like... He's, yeah. The pinnacle of humanity. Pretty much. Um, anyway, so... He's literally perfect. He's literally perfect, and everyone's in love with him. Including yeah. both of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, anyway, so I think Soon Fell is going to be in season three, but it'll probably be like, kind of as a new character. Yeah. Um, and... And if he isn't, like, if they don't introduce him in season three, but they do introduce the red-striped tie interceptors with just, like, regular pilots, yeah. you can just imagine that one of them is Soon Fell. Yeah, I can't imagine why they would introduce... Yeah. Yeah. That too, though. Like, why have those ships... 
Well, but at, at the same time, though, we are also introduced to um, a YT 2400, 2300, 2400, I believe, okay. um, which is like, like iconically right. the Outrider, which right. is Dash Rendar's ship. Um, so this, this ship is also in the, the trailer. But Dave Filoni said it wasn't Dash Rendar. Right? Yeah, so it's right. like they put that in the trailer. I was watching it like the other day with June and like... Um, she was like, is that Dash Rendar? And I was like, no. Yeah. How many people, but, and it's like, how many people are going to watch that trailer and be like, shit, is that Dash Rendar? Yeah. So, the, so maybe the, the Red Stripe Tri-Interceptor is for the, oh, holy shit, is that Sundir Fell? And it but is. like, who knows who Sundir Fell is though? I don't know. I don't know. know. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be Sundir Fell and I think he's going to be super hot. Mm-hmm. He better be. Yeah, he better be. Um, okay, so last few things about the trailer. Um, I want to talk about Ezra. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they emphasize that Ezra is kind of like turning to the dark side because like Darth Maul is cooler than Kanan. And, yeah, and, uh, and he, he's really um, stressed out about the Empire coming down on his friends, so he wants to have enough power to protect his friends. Classic dark side. Yep. Classic classic sith motive yep um so let's talk about his lightsaber so this week um it's been established in the new canon that lightsabers um like kyber crystals Mm -hmm. do not actually come in multiple colors anymore oh they're colorless oh and a jedi's lightsaber the color of a jedi's lightsaber is is because that was only in Legends. Okay. That they were multiple colors. Right. So in the new canon, lightsabers are the they they become attuned to their first user. So when you're building your lightsaber and you're using it, it's going to turn the it's going to turn a color that's um, like your personality. Really? Yes. Hmm. So so like you know, blue ones are still going to be like warrior class. Um, and then, like, consulars, like, like Jedis who sort of meditate more on the Force, right. like Yoda or Qui-Gon or, like, Obi-Wan later right. on, are going to have, like... Uh, or Does Obi-Wan have a green lightsaber? Am I crazy? No, Obi-Wan has a blue... Blue no, one? Wait. Anyway, whatever. So, yeah. so, yeah. So, like, green lightsabers sort of show, like, you know, more, more like, leadership, you know, like, meditative on yeah, the Force. Yeah, that was a Legends thing, too, for a while, right? Like, that was a... But that that's was a, a SWOTOR that, thing. That's a they, real... That's a they real... They made that canon? Yeah, so that's real. And then, you know, like, a lot of, a lot of other... Like, we don't really know what the other colors mean, but Sith no longer use fake crystals. Oh, oh yeah, Obi-Wan is a blue one, too. Right. So, Sith used... In the old canon, the Sith used to use synthetic crystals, which mm-hmm. is why they were red. Mm-hmm. But that's no longer true. Oh. So if your if your lightsaber is red, it's because you're a dark side user. Hmm. And yeah, so like um and like the reason that like this hasn't been confirmed, but a lot of people have said, you know, like Mace Windu has a purple one because it's a mix of right, blue right, and blue. red. Cool. And he's got, you know, he's got the his special ability is to like use yeah. the dark side safely or whatever. Yeah. And then Ahsoka's got pure white ones cause she's not a Jedi, but she's a force user. Yeah. Um, so what does this say about Ezra's new lightsaber? Ezra's green lightsaber. This either says that he's been meditating on the force intensely, which seems unlikely to me, or that's not a lightsaber he built. Yeah. Like he found it. He found it in that, that, you know, the temple or mm-hmm. whatever, or it's Kanan's old lightsaber, mm-hmm. or who knows? Yeah. I mean, because in the episode where he makes his own lightsaber, they have to go uh, and get him a kyber crystal. Mm-hmm. And, and they don't, like, take more. They take, he gets one kyber crystal. That's right. And he makes his blue lightsaber, which gets destroyed in the finale of season two. And it's it's attuned to its first wielder, so, you know, like, when, if, if you're, uh, Turning to the dark side, your lightsaber won't turn yeah, red. Yeah, right, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. So he Interesting, could've... though, right? Yeah. Like, so so where, where is that from? Where is that established? I have no idea. I watched a YouTube video about it. <laughs> so I will link that YouTube video cool. in the... It's from YouTube user um, Stupendous Wave. Cool. Who has a lot of videos about stuff like this. Yeah, they probably um, 
put a source in it. Yeah, there's probably a source in there somewhere. I don't know what it is. It, I'm guessing it's I'm guessing it's probably the new aftermath book. Oh, in life debt. It might be in life debt. Yeah, that's possible. I mean, some of well, no, I was gonna say some of it could be in Lords of the Sith. Could be. Um, but that book's been out for a while, so it's it's, it's got to be something that just came out. Yeah, because yeah. people are talking about it right now online. Okay, yeah, it might be in life debt then. Yeah, so I'm assuming it's in life debt. Maybe not. Okay. Nice. Okay, so now we have the rest of the podcast to talk about Thrawn. Thrawn. So Thrawn uh, was the big reveal in the season three trailer. Yeah, um, everyone was freaking out yeah, about it, it including was a, us. Yes, we watched it together, and uh, I think I think we like literally screamed. Um, yeah, it I was think so. a, kind of a classic reveal. We're gonna link the trailer in the show notes so you guys can watch it yourselves if you want. But it was um, an excellent, you know, classic shot of him from the back in the shadows with some like hints around him because if you. Um, like him standing in, in a in a room full of art. Yeah. Is the first shot. Yeah, this man st- or this this figure standing from behind in the shadows in a, in an art gallery basically, which is kind of Thrawn's thing. Yeah. And then we were like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa." And Is then, this for real? Like yeah. we were like, "No, no, no way. That's yeah. this isn't actually happening." Yeah. And then they so they kept going on and then they had a voiceover where um I think it's Cham Sindula sen- says you know, the Empire's tactics have been... Who the fuck is Cham Sandula? Hera's dad. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Hera's dad's the best. Yeah, and so he's saying, like, the Empire's been getting better at anticipating our moves. Like, they're, they're, you know, figuring us out. They're two steps ahead of us. And you're like, what? And, like, it's, like, organ music playing. Yeah, and then there's another shot where if, like, they're getting closer on this figure and you're panning out and there's more art and you're like, no, 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 no. I can't believe this is actually happening. I felt like I was hallucinating. I I know. I was like, this is not happening. And, like, we had just been talking that day about how Dave Filoni had kept dropping hints about Thrawn. Yeah. And we were like, oh, yeah, he keeps keeps dropping Thrawn. And, like, is that really going to happen? I don't know. Are they going to bring him back? Because Thrawn was made legends. Um, Yeah. And so... In many ways, like, Thrawn, like, laid the foundation. Yeah. Like, that character in that book that he stars in is kind of like the foundation of all the EU. Yeah. So he like represents legends for a lot of people. Yeah, and he was he was decanonized essentially. Um, and so everybody sort of expected that to stay the case, but everybody really wanted him to come back because he's a fan favorite. Um, yeah. So we had been theorizing that he would because Dave Filoni's been talking about it, but when they actually revealed that that was the case, it was really exciting. <laughs> it was pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, he looks awesome. And he's voiced by Lars Mikkelsen, who's Mads Mikkelsen's brother. Who's, which is interesting. Yeah, playing, as you know, Galen or so in Rogue One. So the two, um, two brothers in Star Wars. He has a good voice. Should be fun. Yeah, it should be fun. Yeah. Um, so... I can give a little bit of background about... I wanted to give a bit of background about my introduction to Thrawn. Mm-hmm. My love affair with Thrawn. Yeah. Um, so when I was in high school, I bought Heirs to the Empire for a dollar at a library sale. Nice. Because it was a dollar. Right. Um, and I don't think I read it for like five years. Um, and then when I did, I was totally hooked. Like, mm-hmm. that book, like, I was never, I wasn't a huge Star Wars fan at the time, but I think this made me more of a Star Wars fan. Um, because um, Heir to the Empire, it felt so much like the original trilogy. Like, the writing was so close to the movies. Yeah. But it was better than the movies. Or at least I, mm-hmm. at the time, I was like, this is more interesting than what they did in the movies. Mm-hmm. Um. And, like, so these books were written by Timothy Zahn, and um, it's a trilogy of books called the Thrawn Trilogy. Um, And they laid a lot of the groundwork for what we know as the extended universe, Mm -hmm. or what we now know as legends. Mm -hmm. Like, almost all of the major characters 
um, were introduced in those few books. Including Coruscant, as we talked in the yeah, earlier Yeah, including Coruscant. Um, so, like, you know, everyone, like, Thrawn was introduced, Mara Jade was introduced. Another like, fan favorite. Like, Jaden and Jason, or what? Solo, yeah. Jaden and... Yeah, Jaina and Jason Jaina Solo. and Jason Solo. Yeah. So, like, a lot of the major plot threads and characters were introduced in these books. Um... Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting that they're kind of taking parts of that now, yeah, and using it in canonical material. Yeah, and in um, I had also never read any of the EU, although I was um. Yeah, when did you read *Heir to the Empire*? Uh, I think I convinced you to read you it. You did, and it was in like two thousand eight. Like I lived like. Which was like right after college. Yeah, I, I was living in Toronto, um, and. Uh, I um I was kind of a big Star Wars fan in high school, um, but uh, not in an EU. Like I never got into the EU. Um, it was yeah, just sort like of the movies, the movies, and the novel adaptations. Yeah, of the movies yeah, exactly. And, yeah. So you got me into the Thrawn trilogy. Yeah, in the you know just in after college. And it's very hard to convince someone to read these these books. I never, I had never gotten into it because it, it kind of had felt like Marvel or DC Comics to me. It's exhaustive, like the. There's a lot. Yeah, there's so much material in the EU that it was just like, what do you start with? I mean, obviously you start with the Thrawn trilogy. And a lot of it, like when you hear about it, people will tell you the silly parts, like che- yeah. Chewbacca gets crushed by a moon. Yeah, exactly. And you know, they'll tell you the silly parts that we're going to sort of poke gentle fun at in our... But out of work. context. Yeah, exactly. Like, a lot of those silly parts don't seem that silly in context, in my opinion. It's true. And there are so many things, like, I've pulled some out of context for this, you know, humorous segment. Sure, yeah. But when it's actually happening in the books, it seems perfectly reasonable. And you're like, oh, no, this makes sense, and it's awesome. Yeah. So it was hard to know where to start. And there's so much, and you don't know how much of it is good. That I just never, I'd never gotten into the EU. So when you convinced me to read these books, <clears throat> and I did, and then I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. They are so awesome. Yeah, and these Thrawn books. is an awesome character. Thrawn's an awesome character, um, yeah. So I, I, I did bring a little background on him as an overview cool. okay. for the audience. Sure. Um, so he was first introduced, uh, his full title is Grand Admiral Thrawn, I can't I don't think I can begin to pronounce his actual name. Mithronduo. There you go. Basically, that's what it is, right? Yeah. Uh, So he was introduced in Timothy Zahn's 1991 novel, Heir to the Empire. He's a Chiss military commander who takes control of the Imperial fleet after the fall of Palpatine. So pretty much in the background, after the end of the movies, in Legends, he had sort of taken control of the remnants of the Imperial fleet. And um, the Chiss were... uh, you know, an alien race from beyond the Outer Rim. Um, so that's that, why we don't see them in the stories. So that's, yeah. that's the justification. Yeah, we and they were, the um, you know, as I think we've discussed before, the Empire was sort of xenophobic and human-centric. So for an alien to rise to a prominent position in the Imperial military was considered a big deal in that story. And what I wonder is if that's still true in... I don't know. Like... I don't know if the I mean it seems like that's the yeah. case, but there's also um, uh, in the Tarkin novel, there's um, a couple of scenes where he goes to the like Imperial Council and like the Senate and stuff on Coruscant, and there's a fair amount of alien characters there. Interesting. It's sort of, which is canon, like that that that's part of the new canon. Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, definitely it's a human-centric empire. Obviously, pretty much all of the officers that we ever see, even in the novels and and sort of high-ranking officials, are all human. But it feels like less of a deliberate thing than it was in the original EU. Because in in the EU, it was like a specific thing. Yeah. um, Where Palpatine was... Xenophobic. Xenophobic. Um, Yeah. So, anyway, so... Yeah, that that Thrawn, um, Achis was the commander of the Imperial Imperial fleet was kind of a big deal, and so he um, he had blue skin and dark blue hair and glowing red eyes, 
Um, Which I think they did a good job with his eyes. Yeah. Making them seem not weird looking. Yeah, they look good. And in and, and, and he was clearly supposed to be super hot, but, you know, Timothy Zahn couldn't come right out and say it, so he didn't. But I feel like that character's clearly supposed to be hot. And, like, just none of the characters in the books, like, notice. But, I mean, you, you know that they notice. Okay. Just saying. I'm just... Okay. And I feel like the people who designed him in Rebels agreed. I feel like that... Yeah. Yeah. They were like, yeah, this character's supposed to be charismatic and handsome. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's just something everybody agrees on. I think for me, he's, um, he exemplifies your uh, lawful evil villain. Yeah, he is perfectly lawful evil Where in, in those books. I think, like, um, Vader is, like, neutral evil. Mm-hmm. And I would say Palpatine is chaotic evil. Agreed. He, so He likes to... Palpatine pays lip service to law and order. But he does but not give no. a... Sh- he's, like, Palpatine worships um, evolution, which, in a way, is is, is chaos. You yeah. know, like, chaotic evil. Yeah. He, um, and I think, like, one of the things that's cool about Thrawn is that he shows us a new type of villain that we haven't seen in the Star Wars yes. universe. Yeah, totally. We... I mean, the closest is Tarkin. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get to see this, like, Machiavellian... Yeah. Um, villain who's like playing chess with your yeah your mind yeah he's basically um, a military genius and he's almost poised as kind of a Sherlock Holmes character like he's yeah. not solving mysteries but he's that level of sort of deductive savant kind of where he he's always a few steps ahead of you and, and he even has a Watson he does have a Watson his his sort of second in command Captain Paleon and yeah um and so Thrawn is always sort of orchestrating everything behind the scenes, and he's always planned whatever this happened. He planned for it to happen this way, and it's it, it can be a little overused sometimes. He he's like, you're like, how did you really know that? Like, yeah, you know, he it can be taken to a bit of an, bit of an extreme sometimes, but it's taken to a bit of an extreme. But I would also say that um, in those books, one of the fun parts is you're reading and you're like. What is Thrawn up to? Because, like, he'll do something really random. Yeah. And then it'll cut to the rebels. Mm-hmm. And then a chapter later, you'll find out what, how, why he moved that tree right. three, three degrees to, you <laughs> yeah. know, why, why he, like, changed the lighting in this room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's those kind of things. So it's, I think it's a fun, yeah. it's a fun narrative conceit. He, he's a fun character. Yeah. Um, and uh, he gets, um. I mean, there's back. a reason they call it the Thrawn trilogy. Yeah. Because they could have called it a bunch of things, mm-hmm. but it's called the Thrawn trilogy. Yeah, he's and and we do cut to him a lot. Like he has a lot of yeah. screen time in those books, and um, we could have mentioned this earlier. I forgot. Timothy Zahn is coming back to write a new Thrawn book next spring, which is really interesting. Yeah, and and I that's interesting for us because a couple of episodes ago we talked about that interview with Timothy Zahn where he was talking about sort of having feelings about being. Um, like let go in favor of all these new writers and yeah like, that fucker has been like sitting on this for how long and just like just having playing to sort of, you yeah he, he was playing you so they brought him back to write this book of course because thrawn is his character yeah so there's like you know of course you um you let timothy zahn write a new thrawn book and he i read an interview with him this week where he said he was really excited to get the opportunity to write Thrawn again and sort of reboot him because it's, um, of course, it's a new start for that character. What do you think the book's going to be about? Uh, it's a prequel. It's it's. Oh, they've said they said yeah. It's, oh, it's before his his introduction. In I was going to enjoy speculating, but okay. yeah, because there's a lot uh, in the EU or in Legends, I guess you can call it. Um, there's a lot of material about him when he's younger yeah so it's it's him when he's a little younger interesting and i i mean i i hope this is speculation because they didn't talk about any details i hope it's going to be sort of how he runs into the empire and like how he gets involved in in being in the military and does he know palpatine and you know is he still one of the only alien officers in the... I think it'll answer a lot of questions for us about um, stuff not related to Thrawn, even. Yeah, totally. And is he going to bring all his boyfriends from the EU? I don't know. 
Who are all his split? I mean, other than Pelion. Well, they have, um... Uh, oh, is he going to have... I wonder if he's going to have the Nogri. I don't know. He doesn't have Isalmiri. No, I and mean, we know that. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, uh, he probably won't have the Nogri in... No, probably not. No. At least in Rebels. Who knows where else we'll see him. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, no, his other boyfriend is from Outbound Flight, which is a prequel. Oh, I'm God. that right now. Yeah, yeah. Who's, uh, his name's George Cardis. And his name's George? Yeah, but it's with the J, J-O-R-J. Oh, uh, and he's uh, f- sort of was famously it's meant to be Star like Wars. a George Lucas insert yeah but the character's like kind of made fun of like it's kind of on purpose weird anyway that character is like clearly kind of in love with thrawn it's, i don't know i've read some excerpts from it i'm reading it right now interesting anyway everybody's in love with thrawn that's kind of the whole thing yeah i think that's that's it's just like defines the character yeah because he's everybody's just in awe of how great he is all the time so he's pretty good He's pretty good. So, um, yeah, he, he, the Thrawn trilogy is sort of widely considered responsible for, like, revitalizing the Star Wars fandom in the 90s and, like, spawning interest in the EU, and it really, you know, started the EU. Um, yeah. And, and so it, it's popular, super popular. And Dave, as Dave Filoni said in um, uh, his Rebels panel... It's uh, hard to be a big Star Wars fan without coming across Thrawn. Like, yeah, if you're, you, yeah. you at least heard of him. Yeah. He, if, um, if, even if you've never read the books. Yeah. You, you might have heard of him. So. Or you've seen an action figure. You've seen him in a video game. Yeah. Or you've seen him in yeah, comic. Exactly. He's in a lot of different things. So it's, uh, yeah. it's really exciting to bring him back, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do with him. For sure. I think so. Yeah. I I think like it's such an interesting time right now because Star Wars is like there's so much material out and like they're able to like um I don't know it's interesting that like Legends is kind of in limbo mm-hmm. like a lot of Legends isn't necessarily not canon it's like not canon yet yeah, it's like they just pick and choose whatever works. Because there's them. there's a lot of stuff that's in Legends, which is like foundational mm-hmm. to the stuff in the the canon. Yeah, right. So like, it's not like it's not canon. It's just like, it's not like we just don't know where that puzzle piece goes yet. Yeah, and yeah, even we talked about a couple of weeks ago with Asajj Ventress. Yeah, being it's intro- never established. Yeah. She's she's introduced in. Gendy Tartakovsky's Clone Wars. So when they bring her back for the other Clone Wars, you kind of are already expected to know who she is. Yeah. But Gendy Tartakovsky's isn't canon anymore. So it's kind of like. I mean, this you don't. I mean, in that movie, it's not like. You're just like, oh, she's a Sith. Yeah, you don't need to know. But, she's super hot. Um, and Obi Wan flirts with her like he already knows her. You know, like you're just yeah. like, sure, okay, this relationship is already established. But there's all kinds of stuff like that. Which is um, yeah. established in the EU, um, and now they get to decide when and where, and if they bring it back. For sure. Um, another character that we briefly touched on earlier is Mara Jade, who was um, uh, another character in the Thrawn trilogy who ends up, um, you know, she's she's the Emperor's hand. Yeah, she was a personal assassin of the Empire and is introduced coming back trying to uh, defeat Luke Skywalker. I think they'll bring her back in some in some fashion. You think so? Dave Filoni said she was not coming back. Not in Rebels. True. He did say not in Rebels. I think my theory is that is that we will see most of the major characters in Legends, I think we will see an incarnation of them hmm. in some form. I guess eventually. I guess it'll really depend on whether or on like who Rey ends up being. If Ray is related to Luke, Ray is Mara Jade called it. <laughs> if if Ray is confirmed, if Ray is Luke's daughter and her mm, mother, she's not probably not. She's Palpatine's daughter. Fair. That's my prediction. Have you seen all those um, 
Brian Johnson and uh, Pablo Hidalgo posted some pictures from Celebration this week with matching placards that say your Snoke theory sucks. <laughs> that's that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, because everybody and their brother has a Snoke theory, and uh, yeah, so they both. Yeah, that's like... so. But anyway, if if let's say that Ray is Luke's daughter, she's not. And okay, <laughs> I know. But let's say that she was. She's not. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying that Mara Jade ends up married to Luke in the EU, and I don't think they would bring her back if they weren't doing... Like, I don't think they would bring that character back and then not have her have a romance with Luke Skywalker. You don't think so? I don't know. I feel like... I mean, Luke Skywalker has a whole lot of time to fill in, right? Yeah. So it's entirely possible that... She could have encounters with Luke Skywalker, but not be his wife. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just saying that, like, if they were going to bring back a fan favorite character, that's one of the reasons she's a fan favorite. Is because like her and Luke end up, they have they get married and they have like a bunch of Jedi mm-hmm. adventures have s- together. Super kids, yeah, yeah. So I think it would be a an odd choice for them to bring her back in a different role and not have them get together because I think. A lot of the motivation for people who like her is because of that. Really? Not because she's fucking awesome. She is awesome, but, y- you know... I think I get... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah for um, sure. So, I think we, that's a wait and see whether or not I think they'll bring back Mary Jade. Yeah. I'd be surprised if they did, but... You yeah, never know. It's... They brought back Thrawn, so... I know, it's like all bets are off. Yeah, that's kind of what it feels like. What I was saying to Jamie before the podcast is it feels to me like very similar to... I, I always compare the Star Wars canon with the MCU. Mm-hmm. And I think this is like a good example of that. Like Legends is almost like um, Marvel Comics. Like there's so much canon in Marvel Comics and it's extremely convoluted. Mm-hmm. And when you're making movies based on it, you're only going to take parts of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they will do that with Legends. Is like they'll treat it as the the source material, which they can they can just take the things that people liked and use them in new ways. Yeah. One of the things I'm most interested in for Rebel season three is to see how they use Thrawn. Yeah. Because it looks like they're going to use him exactly the way he's used in the books. Yeah, and he he's even got his art thing, which. Yeah. There's a big thing in the books where he studies the art of various species and uses that to psychoanalyze them, basically. That's, like, kind of his whole thing. I think we're going to see him. He's going to be, like, called in to, like, squash this rebel yeah. um, incursion. and But, like, I wonder if he's going to have his own agenda as well. Like, is he going to be trying to find the Katana fleet? Is he going to be... Well, I have oh dear. an interesting quote by Timothy Zahn that kind of dovetails with that. Interesting. So, I was reading about Thrawn today. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, like I said, they brought Thrawn back for a prequel um, set during the Clone Wars called Outbound Flight. And there was um, an article on StarWars.com which suggested that in Outbound Flight, Thrawn was too smart and basically good, basically a decent person, to become the servant of Palpatine. And Timothy Zahn said, in response to that, quote, My sense has always been that Thrawn was manipulating Palpatine just as much as Palpatine is manipulating him. After all, he only came to the Empire so that he could gain command rank, collect all the military hardware Palpatine was willing to give him, and then get himself kicked back out to the Unknown Regions, where he could start his long-term preparations for the coming war against the Izan Vong. And that, yeah, that's... Like, that's always been the most interesting thing about Thrawn for me, is that Thrawn doesn't really serve the Empire. Yeah. He's accumulating military force so that he can help the universe. Yeah. He's working towards the greater good. Yeah, and and this was a thing I don't think we've talked about on the podcast directly, where, um, but I do think we, I think we alluded to it in one of the episodes, where there was a theory that the Emperor's motivation for building the Death Star and amassing this military force was to protect that galaxy against the Izan Vong, which is a sort of parasitic, invasive alien race from way beyond the Outer Rim, which in the EU, uh, in the series of new 
Jedi Order books uh, end up, like, devastating the galaxy, basically. Yeah, in the EU, they're, like, this um, more alien type of alien Mm -hmm. in the Star Wars universe, and they just, like, wipe everyone out. Yeah, they decimate um, the galaxy, and they, they destroy Coruscant, and they... And a lot of people think that the reason that the Emperor wanted to make Death Stars was because they would be particularly effective against the Yizong Vong, like, bio ships or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so there was, that's, you know, somebody's sort of fan theory about the Emperor's ultimate goal. And so, you know, but that, that doesn't necessarily have any basis in canon, but Timothy Zahn has basically said that's what Thrawn's... I mean, he literally said that. that, that that's I don't, what I don't think that character works any other way. Yeah. You know, like, he's a member, I think what, he gets kicked out in, at least in Legends, mm-hmm. he gets kicked out of the Chiss, basically, because he's, like, doesn't have their point of view. Yeah. So, like, he goes to the Empire, because he's like, oh, if I get high rank in this, I can just use, this is the most, the most effective I can be is to join the Empire. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really interesting, and I really want to see where Thrawn ends up. And if he ends yeah. up in Episode 8, or yeah. if he ends up in Episode 9, I don't think that would be impossible. Yeah, that's very true. Very true. I mean, I don't think he's going to be the main villain, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if we see him in some of the movies. Mm-hmm. He, he, I mean, he, he could definitely hypothetically still be alive. We don't know how long... He is in the, um, in the EU, yeah, right? Yeah, we don't know how long Chiss live. And he doesn't necessarily even have to be old. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, and I, I, of course the Izong Vong are also EU, so that's not necessarily canon. That was probably an older... That was a quote because Outbound Flight was um, in 2006 before everything was, right, was yeah. legendized. But um, I think it would be interesting if they did introduce some greater villain. If yeah. they, I mean, I'm sure they're going to do episode, you know... What are we at? Or they're probably going to do a 10, 11, 12. Yeah. I mean... I'd be surprised if they didn't. It's Disney, right? They're yeah. They're going to keep going as long as they can, so yeah. they're going to need to introduce a Yuzan Vong at some point. Yeah. You, you need Even a, if it's a different... Yeah. You need a greater threat. Um, yeah. So we can have Jedi and Sith work together. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> anyway. That's a possibility. Yeah. So... I don't know, is this a, is this a, this might be a good time to start wrapping up, we're almost at an hour. Yeah, do you have, um, um, your other notes there? Any other notes? I think that's basically, that's basically all my notes on Thrawn and Rebels. Yeah. We're really excited. Mm-hmm. Um, on the next episode, I think we're going to do, um, our top ten, like, Pretty much like we're going to summarize everything we've talked about. And it's going to be like an intro episode for new listeners. Yeah. So it's going to be our top 10 recommendations of what you need to be... Like if you're new to the Star Wars fandom, I don't know if that's the right it's word. Like, so you want to get more into Star Wars. So you're curious about Star Wars. Yeah. Like where do you start? And we're going to list our top 10 things that we think are essential um, your, yeah. your starter pack. Yeah, I think that's a perfect, uh, that was a perfect description you had. Star Wars starter pack. Star Wars starter pack. Yeah. So we'll do ten things that we think are accessible to anyone and are in some ways, and I don't want to say better than the movies, yeah. but are pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. And we think you should check out. Yeah. Oh, I do, I do have one more update from last week's episode. So Update alert. Update alert. Oh, and then we have a Ewer fanfic. Oh, you better okay. do that then. So, um, I also wanted to say that you and I officially spent real money in the Star Wars. Don't tell them ad. that. <laughs> it was only, it was a dollar. We spent a dollar forty, and but we did it. The point is that we did it. We broke that seal. We and spent we money s- on we fake, spent, fake trading we cards. We spent money on fake cards. I mean, only a dollar, but still. And I, I have gotten some sweet fake cards in the last week. Um... Have you really, though? I have. I'll have you know. This one has a TIE Fighter pilot helmet on it. But what's the difference between owning it and... Let's not... Let's, we won't. Get, let's not debate this philosophy. Again. You, it's a pretty cool card. Whatever. I mean, Whatever. we both spent the money on it. Yeah. Okay. 
Ewer fanfic. Ewer fanfic. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so this is going to be a regular feature on the podcast yeah. where we ask a question. And um, this time it's going to be Jamie made these up and she's yep. going to be asking me. Yep. And, and you have you and you the audience too. So I'm going to read out a little description of an event uh, or a concept and you're going to have to guess if it's something that, that well, actually happened, quote-unquote, in the EU, or is it fanfic? Did I make it up? Okay, so. And what's the prize if I win? Um, There's no prize. No. I'll, I'll link you to some of the fanfic. My pride. Okay. Your pride, yeah. Satisfaction <laughs> of a job well done. Okay, number one. Han Solo gets... How ca- many are there? There's five. Okay. Okay, number one. Han Solo gets captured by his evil cousin, and he has to fight the queen of the giant otters for his freedom. He gets out of it because he speaks the otter tongue. Are you fucking kidding me? No, you or fanfic. Is that real, or did I make it up? Fanfic. It's fucking real. <laughs> it's, it's from a book. Oh my goodness, it's you, from an, you got me. It's from an, a book called... Assault at Salonia by Roger McBride, and that is, and I saw some beautiful art of him fighting the Otter Queen. And she's that's wearing, beautiful. She's wearing a lot of bling. Uh, we'll link it in the show notes. It's uh, <clears throat> it's amazing. Can't believe you just got me. Yeah. Okay. Number two, Thrawn's younger brother Thras, who thinks Thrawn is, <laughs> who thinks Thrawn is too uptight from his years in the military, insists on taking him clubbing on Coruscant. Thrawn turns out to be a surprisingly excellent dancer. <laughs> you were fanfic. These are hard. <laughs> These are really hard. <laughs> it's because the EU fanfic. Okay, uh, that that I mean, sounds like something you would come up with. It's definitely something I came up with. But, but also, I also wouldn't... his that was good. Thrawn actually does have a younger brother whose name is Thras. Oh, that's didn't. why. I was going to say, that sounds very plausible. It, it is plausible. They do not go clubbing together, although, you know, maybe they do, just not in canon. All right. Anyway. Okay, number three. Fearsome TIE fighter pilot Soontir Fell's favorite hobby, space gardening. You were fanfic. I know that one's true. That one's real. That one is real. It's introduced in Rogue Squadron issue number 25, The Rise of It just Baron makes Fell. him more beautiful. I know. He loves gardening. Okay. I'm no. just picturing him now with a with a crown of flowers. So am I. Are you gonna be okay? Yes. He's he might be too beautiful for this podcast. He's too beautiful for this galaxy. <laughs> okay. Number four. We have fun here. <laughs> the Empire collects Luke's hand from when Vader cuts it off in Empire Strikes Back and clones him for nefarious purposes. The clone's name is Luke Skywalker. With two okay, names. yeah, this this one's real. <laughs> this one is real. That is a real thing that happens in The Last Command by Timothy Zahn, which is the third book of the Thrawn trilogy. They, I only know that because I read it. I know. It sounds completely ridiculous. They clone Luke, and his name is Luke with two U's. <laughs> Luke Skywalker with two U's. That's it's a, pretty that's silly. A, and yet, I don't remember it being silly when I read that book. No. It, it went, I don't remember it at all. No. It, it seemed perfectly reasonable. Yeah. That's the, that's the magic. The Emperor has clones. Thrawn has clones. Yeah. That's the magic of the EU. So, all oh, of this seems reasonable. I think one of the interesting things about the EU is that we don't know anything about the Clone Wars. So any right. So the the idea of cloning is completely abstract. True. This yeah. This was in the nineties. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's interesting. Number five, last one. So Captain Nita and Moff Durad run into each other at a stuffy Empire Week party, and they end up stealing two bottles of wine from a bartending droid, and they get drunk, and then they go on a tour of Nita's Star Destroyer. You were fanfic. I really want that to be real, but I feel like so do you, so it's not, so it's fanfic. It's definitely fanfic. Not something that I wrote, but it is something that I read. Interesting. And it's uh, pretty good, and they don't just go on a tour of the Star Destroyer. We will link that in the description. (laughs) No, we will not. (laughs) We will. It'll be on my Twitter. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, I made that one up. No, I didn't make that one up. That's real but it's real fanfic. Interesting. Anyway, that was pretty good. You did good. 
No, I didn't. I filled like the first two. You the only, only ones I got. First, you only filled the first one. First two. No, the second one you guessed. Oh, was I guessed fake. it was fake. Yeah. Those were pretty good. So I'm looking forward to coming up with my own next week. Yeah. So good luck uh, if you guessed at home, and I'm looking forward to playing next time. Okay. All right. So that on that note, I think that's a good place to end, and we will see you next week for the Star Wars Starter Pack. Starter Pack. Okay. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider rating us in iTunes or yeah, leaving a review. We're on iTunes now. If you do that, it makes a big difference yeah. in you know other people being able to see our podcast. Cool. So yeah. please subscribe and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it, I it, think. For yeah, this week. and oh, and soon we're gonna be st- we're gonna start posting um, let's plays. Let's plays. We started our let's play of Star Wars: The Force Awakens uh, Lego. Yeah. Lego game. So we're going to put up the first one on, what, Tuesday? Sure. I want to commit to it now, so then I, okay. ha- then I okay. have to do it. First episode goes up on Tuesday. They're about 40 minutes each. Yeah, we so we've start. already filmed the first few. So yep. we're going to start posting them on our YouTube channel, which we will link you, what, on our website and our Twitter? Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. So come check us out. Watch us play some games. Okay. Okay, good night. Bye. like to find more stuff about Star Wars from me and Jamie, you can check out our website at imperialhearts.com or tweet at us at imperial underscore hearts. The music used in this podcast is clips from the song Breakfast with Tiffany by Broke for Free. Thank you for listening to the Imperial Hearts podcast. <laughs>